Entrepreneur on Fire 751. Success is inevitable if you want it. You're going to figure it out. Just don't lose hope on it. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. TopTal is the online marketplace that connects you with top developers all over the world. Just ask Airbnb or Zendesk. They use TopTal. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire to take your project to the next level today. From Adobe Audition to Microsoft Excel and even SEO, lynda.com has video courses that cover it all. Get access to the entire library free for seven days by visiting lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Dumas here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Dwight Peters. Dwight, are you prepared to ignite I'm ready. Let's do it. Yes. Dwight is the founder of BackersHub.com, a community of repeat Kickstarter backers that gets notifications of awesome current campaigns and exclusive deals from Kickstarter alums sent to their inbox each week. He is also the host of the From Zero to Funded podcast, helping aspiring campaign creators launch awesome campaigns, reach backers, and crush their goals. Dwight, Giving Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute and tell us about you personally, bro, and then expound upon the biz. Awesome, man. Um, I'm just an entrepreneur that's looking to give value to other people. And, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate enough to find out with Backers Hub. Um, Backers Hub, like you said, is an awesome community of repeat Kickstarter backers where we help them get in touch with awesome campaigns and we help campaign creators find backers that would be best uh, to support their campaign. And with the new podcast uh, from Zero to Funded, I'm really excited about it because we're helping aspiring campaign creators really strategize before they press the go button on their campaign. You know, um, really help them uh, find their target audience, um, really optimize their campaign and crush their goals. I love that. In fact, little known fact, White, and I'm actually pretty sure that you don't even know about this, but I started about a year ago and didn't start. I mean, it was from the beginning to the end. It was meant to just be a 10-part series, which is exactly what it was, what I called The Great Business Experiments, which is just a separate podcast where I interviewed 10 successfully funded Kickstarter campaign creators. And those were some really fun interviews. And there was a lot of great lessons learned. So I'm excited for Fire Nation today for you, Dwight, to kind of share with us some of those insights that you're coming out with and a lot more. But before we get into all that jazz, we always start with a success quote and how you apply that quote to your life, Dwight. So take it away. Yeah, I I really love this one. Um, Success is inevitable. But you just have to stay alive long enough to see it. And um, the reason why I love that, that's that's something I developed because of my personal life, is there was a lot of times that, man, I wanted to quit, but I knew that if I just... If I just stayed alive and not, you know, I'm not talking about in the physical sense, right. but more more with hope and and just believe in it. Staying just, in the game. Yeah, just stay focused, right? Like, you know, um, you can't win the game if you don't play. If you put down the controller, you'll never win, right? So I just felt like, you know, just, just staying alive a little bit more. Um, uh, success is going to come. You just got to stay in it. 
Well, Dwight, this is a pretty awesome lead-in because for Fire Nation, they know that we don't start with the glamour. We don't start with the glitz. We don't start where the money is because that's too easy. And to be honest with you, it's not as helpful as starting from where a lot of us have been. Actually, everybody who's been an entrepreneur has been. And that's from a place of failure, of struggles, obstacles, challenges. And Dwight, you've had some of those, my friends, and you're a storyteller. So Take us to that moment. Tell us that story of a failure, of a time that you just fell flat in your face. And let's really start to analyze the lessons you learned. Yeah, I know that feeling um, way too well. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that we could talk about this because I know a lot of people are going through it. But um, last year was really a rough year for me. Um, You know, I've been trying out several ideas. Um, You know, I had several different projects going, just looking for something to work. I was fortunate enough um, last year while I was in college in New York to win the business plan competition for a certain idea at my school. And um, I I won five grand and I was super excited. But, uh, you know, there's a big difference between a business plan competition and implementing that business in the (laughs) real world. Uh, So instead of going back to school, you know, um, something in my gut was just saying, dude, go out to San Francisco, buy a one-way ticket, just go, just go, just go. I don't know what it was. You know, I had a lot of friends out there um, that I've been able to meet. And, you know, it's Silicon Valley, right? Uh, so at the end of the summer, August, um, I bought that one-way ticket and I just flew out to California. Um, I was fortunate enough to have two friends from high school that were out there and they allowed me to sleep on their couch. And by the time I got out there, I was running out of cash pretty fast. And I was trying to push the idea that I won the business plan competition with, which was um, it was a tech accessory brand. Um, we were trying to create iPhone cases uh, and partner with nonprofits so that every case that we sold would um, benefit a nonprofit social cause. But it just wasn't working. It just wasn't catching on it how, how I wanted it to be. And um Talking about feeling like a failure, I was literally broke on my friend's couch. I took a snapshot of my bank account and I showed it to everybody just so that they know um, that I couldn't be making this up. But my lowest was when I had 27 cents in my bank account. Literally nothing, nothing. And I'm just scratching my head like, what am I going to do? And it's weird. You know, sometimes when um, you're in these positions, when you feel like your back's to the wall, that's when... That's that's when the magic happens, you know. Um, that that's that's when things just started to turn around for us. But to stay to the point of failure, yeah, last year was definitely the year of that. That's when the magic happens. I mean, that's a very powerful phrase, and I do kind of want to deconstruct that a little bit, Dwight, because I just know that our listeners, Fire Nation, are like, okay, twenty-seven cents left in your bank account. I mean, there's yeah. no magic happening there. There's not even a happy mail happening at that point. <laughs> I mean, let's you know, let's talk about this because I just want to say first and foremost, I couldn't agree more. And the reason why the magic happens here, Fire Nation, is because we're human beings. There's such thing called the survival of the fittest. When we are backed against the wall, when we're cornered, you know, when we have nothing to do but succeed, then we just kick things into another gear. You know, we just have this innate adrenaline that just clicks us into this next gear. There's, there's no more kicking back and not making that phone call or not knocking on that door or not scrounging to make things happen. You make things happen. And Dwight, I mean, I actually talked about this on Pat Flynn's podcast not too long ago where 
the baby effect seems to happen for a lot of people. You know, they are pretty comfortable. They're not like a 27 cents. Maybe they're like, you know, $10,000 maybe in savings. But when that baby comes, that might as well be 27 cents. And they're like, whoa, I now am responsible for this human being to, to shelter, to clothe, to, to make happen. And that's so many times when people went from that slow lane into the express lane. And Dwight, it sounds like you did too. And I think this is going to be a really powerful segue into our next topic. But before we do, I just want you to kind of break it down for Fire Nation. Like, What are some of the lessons you learned with 27 cents in the bank account? What are some things you can pass along to our listeners that, to be honest with you, might be like, well... Dang, I think Dwight's actually kind of lucky because I'm sitting here $50,000 in debt with no job. What do you say to the Fire Nation? What I learned, number one, was, um, you know, having money is great when you want to start an idea. But what you really need to have is a great idea, something that people will really, really um, find interest in it. Um, you know, for all my previous startups, I always did things to, to, you know, buy the book. I would incorporate first. I would design a beautiful website. I would try to build it and then get people to come to it. But uh, this time around, I, I took a different approach. Um, when I was in California, when I was on that couch, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. You know, shout out to Pat Flynn. Um, I was listening to, uh, I'll never forget, it was um, Carl Mattiola's um, podcast. Yeah where he was talking about his experience and, you know, his experience with the foundation and, you know, idea extraction and, you know, having the customers build the product for you before you even start to build it. And and I fell in love with that. And I was listening to more of what Dane Maxwell was saying about the whole idea of idea extraction. And I took that approach. Um, you know, I didn't have any money, so I didn't have any money to, you know, spend on a website or, or spend on a whole bunch of other things that would have probably been helpful. Only thing I had was an idea and I had access to potential customers and we just went after it. So Dwight, I love that phrase. You said that having money is great, but what you really need is an idea. And I'm actually living, breathing proof of this because I mean, I have led a pretty fortunate life. You know, there's definitely been some sacrifices I made to, to, to live this life, but I went to college on an Army ROTC scholarship. So I did graduate debt-free and then spent the next four years as an officer in the Army. Now, you know, some really difficult times for me when I was deployed to Iraq and, you know, lost friends and soldiers yeah. below me. I mean, I, you know, I don't wish that upon anyone, but I will say that that did put me at 26 years old with no debts, with over $100,000 in the bank, but guess what? I didn't have an idea. And I didn't have an idea for six years, so I struggled. I went to law school, quit, corporate finance, commercial real estate. I mean, the story has been shared here before, so I won't go into details, but that is so key what you said, is that, yeah, having money is great, but you need an idea. And it took me six years to 32 years old to get an idea. And, you know, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary here at Entrepreneur Fire, so now I'm 34, but, you know, it took me that long to get that idea. And that's why it's so powerful to do what Dwight did by listening to podcasts, by going to events, by just immersing himself in that stuff. And Dwight, do you drive with that? Oh yeah, definitely, dude. That's, 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 that's what this is all about. And, you know, 
talking about that, like listening to podcasts and connecting with other entrepreneurs, um, you know, big shout out to Andrew and the guys at Mixergy. But this is something that I learned from them to reach out to entrepreneurs that you hear that are very compelling. Like if you hear a story on these podcasts, just reach out. You'll be surprised who answered. Like um, Carl from the SPI interview, I sent him an email after I heard his podcast session, you know, pouring my heart out. Right. Like, Carl, I'm, I'm on my friend's couch. I'm totally broke, but I have an idea. You know, I really want to apply certain tactics. Can we just meet up for coffee? And, you know, he responded in like two days, man. And, you know, that, you know, um, just meeting him and, you know, having somebody believe in you, right? Like a complete stranger. But he just showed the utmost belief that, dude, you're going to crush it, right? And that's how Carl talks. Dude, you're going to crush it. It is. It is. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big, big supporter of that. You know, listen to other people's stories. And if you feel a connection, just just reach out, you know, you'll be surprised. No, totally. And Fire Nation, you've proven to do that in the past. I get emails all the time from past guests that like are forwarding me emails that they've gotten from you who have reached out and taken action. So believe me, get out there, take that action, reach out, make that contact. That email that I first sent to Jamie Tardy when I was looking for a mentor for podcasting was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I pressed the send button. Six hours later, she responded. And that email, Dwight, that email could have crushed me, and I'll tell you why. Because my idea was so fragile at that point, and I know that we've all been there, that if she just come back and been like, eh, that idea is kind of done, it's kind of a bad idea, like that could have been all it needed because it was such in a fragile state, but because she came back and was like, let's meet for coffee, I think you have something going on here, that was all I needed to just pour some, just to dump some igniter fluid, Dwight, on top that's, of my flame, baby. <laughs> that's what you needed, man, that's it. You just needed that little spark, man, that's it. So Dwight, we're going to take the focus of this interview and shift it to another story that you're going to tell us. And I love that you've already proven yourself as an epic storyteller. So take us to a moment that you had an epiphany, an aha moment. Tell us that story and then walk us through the steps that you, Dwight, took to turn that idea into success. Um, yeah, definitely. So uh, my aha moment came in a little bit, of, you know, it wasn't a straight line. It was a lot of zigzagging, mm-hmm. as, as most success is. But um, as I mentioned, when I went out to California, I had a tech accessory I did. I was trying to bring to life. It just wasn't working. Um, I had an inventory of blank iPhone cases that I need to sell. But the cool thing was I could customize them. So, you know, we were trying to partner up with nonprofits, but nonprofits, they just weren't getting the vision. So um, they weren't biting for whatever reason. But um. I had a Kickstarter campaign a couple of years ago, and I remember that, you know, there was a lot of challenges in a Kickstarter campaign of just launching a campaign and finding backers and finding cool rewards. And um, I don't remember where exactly the idea came from. But I remember thinking, hey, it would be cool if I could get campaign creators, more specifically the comic and the game campaign creators, to offer iPhone and Samsung Galaxy cases as rewards. You know, I thought that would be awesome. I yeah. still think it's awesome to this day, right? If they could offer custom um, iPhone cases with their characters on it. Um and that was the beginning of the whole idea extraction movement. Um, that was a conversation starter. You know, I would reach out to a couple of current campaign creators that were in that category. And I'll ask them, i say, hey, guys, uh, would you be interested in having some iPhone cases for your campaign? And, um, you know, some of them were excited about it. Others were, you know, they, they liked the idea. But I realized 
that there was something more. They would ask me, hey, what else could you provide? And I say T-shirts and, you know, whatever, posters, whatever you want, I could find it. <laughs> and then it, it got to a point, you know, listening to, to the guys, the Danes, the Carls and Alberts that were talking about um, idea extraction um, to find out what keeps them up at night. So I asked them, I'm saying, um, what are you guys struggling with? Like, what's the number one thing on your list? And in hindsight, I should have known this as a campaign creator myself, but the number one thing on their list that's keeping them up is getting backers, right? Like having awesome rewards and all that. That's cool, but they need backers first. They they, they want to get their campaign to the finish line strong. So they wanted to know what can I do to help them get backers? And that's when the aha moment started to happen. You know, I took a look at my campaign and I realized that you know, around 60 to 70% of my backers came from within the Kickstarters community. So um, uh, I, I did a little bit of brainstorming for a couple of days and I, and I reapproached them and I said, Hey, um, would you be interested in promoting your campaign to a targeted list of Kickstarter fanatics, people that back dozens of campaigns? And when they said, yeah, that's when, uh, that's when I really started to, 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 put my effort into it. But um, when we got our first pre-sale on October 16th, that's when we threw some lighter fluid on it, man. (laughs) (laughs) What are you struggling with? Fire Nation, those are the most magical words that any creator of anything can ask any potential client, any future buyer, any viewer, any listener. And that's what Dwight asked. And those magical words unlocked just a treasure trove of opportunity. And I will say it was very impressive, Dwight, that you got 60 to 70% of your donations came from the Kickstarter community because that was kind of one of the overriding things during my interviews that I had with the Kickstarter, um, the Great Business Experiment Kickstarter campaign that I went through with the 10 interviews was like 90 plus percent of their donations were just coming from their own efforts, from their own friends and family and their own community. And very little was coming from the actual Kickstarter community. So that is such a value that somebody, you, can provide them with the actual Kickstarter community. And that's this, this, you know, it's such a, an aha moment, such an epiphany, but one that you came to because you asked the right question. I mean, it was staring you in the face, but you needed someone to pull that light to actually have it go on. So kudos to you, my friend. That's my biggest takeaway, my biggest lesson from that aha moment. What do you want to share with Fire Nation is just one lesson, Dwight, that you want us to walk away with that you learned from that moment in time? Um, It's definitely that, right? Um, I realized that 99.9% 99.9% of my ideas probably suck, right? They might be cool, <laughs> to me, but they probably suck, right? As business ideas, they're probably not too strong. So to make the job easier of this, just ask people, what is it that's keeping you up at night? What, what are you, what are you afraid of? What's keeping, you know, what's keeping you up? What's making you stay up at night trying to, um, you know, reach your goal? How can I be of value? And like I said before, once you get that answer, you, you know, you pretty much have a product in your hand. So Dwight, you got that answer, you took action, and since then, you've been experiencing success. And I would love for you to share with Fire Nation what you would consider your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Take us there. All right, so this, this, this might sound corny, man, but I'm going to be The very- cornier, the better. This moment right now, and here's why. Oh, I love it. Here, here's why. You know, as I mentioned before, and, you know, 
Carl could attest to this. When, when I met Carl, we were walking and he was asking me, you know, what's my goals for, for 2014? And I told him I had three. And it's weird because it was in this specific order. I said, um, I want to be on Mixergy because that was the podcast that started it all for me back in 2012 when my brother sent me the first interview link. You know, that's what started the whole, I can be a tech entrepreneur. I, I could be in this field too. And then, um, I said, I want to be on smart passive income with Pat Flynn. And then I said, I want to be on, uh, in black enterprise, you know, uh, because of my culture, I want to be on black enterprise, but I didn't get on black enterprise. But then I realized today I'm on entrepreneur on fire. I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> right? That's, that's close enough, right? Like that's just as good. So, um, it's weird, man. Like you put these things out in the universe and, and to see them happen, you know, um, yeah, just to see them happen, man. This is this. These are my proudest moments. Just being able to share my story with other entrepreneurs because I know how it feels. I, I know how it feels. Like you want this so bad, and it goes back to the success quote in the front. You know, when um in the beginning of this, when I said um, you just got to stay alive long enough, man, and just just keep going. Dwight, I'll take it. I'll take it. As good as Black Enterprises. I'm fired up, man. Glad to help. <laughs> no problem. Man. Let's. Bring things to current times. Let's talk about you, Dwight, today. What is the one thing that just has you most fired up of all the great stuff you have going on right now? I'm really excited about the podcast. So I actually am familiar with your podcast. Before I started mine, I was doing a lot of research. And truth be told, I was kind of happy you only did 10 episodes <laughs> that you were doing. Oh, you it. did find that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was kind of happy. I was like, yes, he stopped. Maybe I could, uh, you know, I could really jump in on this. But um, the, the reason why is because of this. Um, you know, a lot of Kickstarter campaign creators or aspiring campaign creators, you know, they think it just starts and stop with Kickstarter, but it doesn't. They're entrepreneurs and I'm excited to help entrepreneurs throughout the whole journey. You know, Kickstarter is just one chapter or whatever crowdfunding platform they decide to use. It's just one journey. It's just one chapter of the journey, but there's so much more to teach them. There's so much more that they can learn. And for me to be a part of that is just really exciting for me because I love to see people win. I love to see people crush their goals. You know, I just came back from um, an incredible entrepreneur uh, mastermind group with um, Sterling Academy and, you know, seeing other entrepreneurs entrepreneurs share their experience and share their challenges and share what they're working on and what's working for them and what's not working for them. And we're able to help one another. Um, that's what really keeps me up. That's what really gets me excited. So I'm super pumped about the podcast. Well, I love it. You know, my passion, Dwight lies in podcasts. And I actually want to talk about something that you did say, and you may actually have a differing opinion than me, because the reality is, is that I had the exact same reaction as you had when you did a little research for Kickstarter and you found that I had done a The Great Business Experiment Kickstarter, which was a 10 um, interview series. And back when I was about to launch Entrepreneur on Fire, I was doing all the research and one day this podcast popped up and it was called Profile Prologues. I'll never forget it. And I was like, no, somebody just launched a podcast that's seven days a week that's interviewing entrepreneurs. And I was so devastated. But then like after seven days, like he stopped and he went to like once a week and then he went to like twice a month or whatever it was. And I was like, yes, he stopped doing daily. I can be the only daily guy still. And that was huge for me. But 
I want to share something with Fire Nation as I've just come now. You know, I've done over 750 episodes now, and I've been rocking and rolling with Entrepreneur Fire and in the entrepreneurial world for over two years, uh, which it seems a lot longer than that, but I guess that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't want people to think that, and I don't want Fire Nation to think that just because somebody may already be doing it or may have started it first, that that's actually a reason to, to stop because the reality is, if I still had that Kickstarter podcast going, I actually, if I was in your shoes and I had my mentality, would have said, awesome, he didn't stop and he's proving that this is a viable business because if he stopped, I might be like, uh-oh, that might not have worked. But if he keeps going, then that's a viable business. So again, I had that same mentality to it when I was just like freaking out about profile pro- prologues. But now I look at things differently and I really do think, Fire Nation, that you can't you cannot stop just because you see that somebody else is out there. In fact, sometimes that's just proof of concept. That's showing that there is a viable business. Now do it differently. Add your USP, that unique selling proposition. And of course, add your own personality. And Dwight, your podcast, even if I had continued, would be way different than mine. It would attract a different audience. And there could be some great co-mailing opportunities there. So I wanted to oh, throw no. in that. I definitely agree. I was going to go regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it regardless. But I saw that there was an opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, the fact that you, um, you know, you stopped or you only made it a mini series. I, I saw that there was even more of a gap. Like, you know, this was needed because your series was powerful. And the fact that it's not continuing, you know, a lot of other aspiring Kickstarter campaign creators are missing out. Totally. So it's like, okay, there's a void I could fail. So yeah, I definitely agree. Cool stuff. So Dwight, we are about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Have you ever watched a video course from start to finish on YouTube and at the end you're left wondering what you should do next? It's frustrating when you spend your most precious resource time on something that isn't helpful or actionable. That's why I love lynda.com. You can rely on their content to be both helpful and actionable. Not only does lynda.com have a library of over 100,000 video courses, but each and every one of them is produced at the highest quality by industry experts. lynda.com offers all types of business courses I know can help you jump start your entrepreneurial venture or help you take that next big step in growing your business. Courses covering topics on everything from exploring entrepreneur fundamentals to Facebook for business and Google AdWords essential training are just the beginning. I've worked out a deal with lynda.com to give you a special offer. Access the entire library free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. You might be great at design or an expert at managing projects, but sometimes you need someone to help you take it to the next level. That's where TopTal comes in. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you and your team get it done. TopTal's network of 1,000 senior software developers has you covered. These rigorously tested developers are the same crew that companies like Airbnb and Zendesk call on to get their projects finished on time. You can bring that talent on hourly, part-time, or full, and there's no contract minimum. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Dwight, 
Welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good to me, man. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I guess I'm cheating because I mess, uh, I mentioned this a little bit in the beginning, but I'm um, realizing it wasn't money. You know, um, I, did, I didn't need money to get started. I just needed a, a good idea, an idea that people could really find value in, um, an idea that could really, really help people get their goals accomplished. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, my friend, we were just having a conversation at my apartment the other day, and uh, he mentioned this. He said, um, don't reinvent the wheel. Just throw rims on it. Right? Like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't make it hard on yourself. And, you know, it goes back to what you were talking about, the USP, right? Even if somebody else is doing something, you know, just, just add something else on it. And that's what innovation is all about. Um, you know, my friend Anthony Fraser from the, uh, the Fat Startup said that. And it made me think, you're absolutely right, right? Like, don't make it hard on yourself. You know, take something that you really like and, um, you know, add your personality or add your spin on it. Love that. And Dwight, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I hear it all the time from my peers, the people that are around me that get to look in on me. Um, they say I hustle hard and, and I believe it too, right? Like just hustle and um, don't get married to one idea or one tactic too quickly or too strongly. You know, be able to be flexible, be able to be like fluid, you know, be able to change if need be, you know, um, don't get too committed to just one idea. If it's not working, don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to switch it up. Don't be afraid to try something new. Do you have an internet resource, Dwight, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Probably the most helpful is um, follow up CC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's power. That's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. No, that's a great one. I use a similar tool called Boomerang, which is for Gmail, and absolutely helps him get to inbox zero incredibly quickly. And Dwight, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Um, so it's a new book that I'm reading now. It's called uh, No BS, Ruthless Management by Dan Kennedy. And the reason why is Dan Kennedy is the man. Um, and, you know, he's um, he's putting a lot of he, he's putting a lot of great points in this book on how to scale the business. And for me personally, um, that's the stage that I'm at. I'm really trying to figure out, OK, how do I scale this to the best um, to, the, to the best of my abilities? Scale, leverage, all important things, Fire Nation. And I know that you love audio fire nation. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Dwight, this next question, it's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Rebuild Backers Hub. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going for the list, man. Um, Backers Hub is an awesome uh, newsletter list. It's a community. And, you know, I really found how powerful um, a a newsletter is, you know, having your own targeted audience that um, you're able to give value to. uh, Yeah, I'm going for the list. Absolutely. Email, you own it, Fire Nation. And Dwight, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, definitely. You know, if anybody wants to reach out to me, um, you could just send me an email at Dwight at backershub.com. 
And what's a parting piece of guidance? Don't give up. Don't give up. Success is around the corner. I'm going to stick with that, man, because I believe it so much. Success is inevitable if you want it. You're going to figure it out. Just don't lose hope on it. Dwight, Fire Nation knows I love when themes develop, and that is definitely a theme that we can run home with. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Dwight and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Dwight in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Dwight, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Webinars are an incredible way to sell your product, grow your email list, and build an audience. Kate and I reveal our simple eight-step process on our free webinar workshop. Claim your spot today by texting WEBINAR to 38470. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 